the review, what we've been talking about the last few weeks is this. It's this one bottom line truth is this. A lie believed as truth will affect us as if it were true. Let me say that again. A lie believed as truth will affect the way you live as if it were true. Now, we've talked about the lies that we often believe about us. You know, the lie that says, I'm not good enough. I'm not adequate. I'm a loser. I'm not talented enough. I'm not good. And we've looked at these lies, and oftentimes we listen to these lies, and we, over time, they become true, although they're not true, but we accept them as true, and we start living our lives as if those lives were true. We look at Moses in week number one, and Moses struggled with these lies. You know, I'm a loser. I'm, not, I'm a nobody. We look at last week, the life of Gideon. Again, he believed in the lies. He said, man, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm inadequate. I am not good enough. And so many of us, we're like Moses, or we're like Gideon. We believe in these lies, and we act like they're true in our lives. And so many of us, we live there. And it's true because we base our work, we live these lies as we're true based on a couple of ideas. If you want to take notes, we believe the lies, number one, about our worth is based on what other people say about us. You know the story. You know, some of you grew up in a home where you got a lot of encouragement and you felt good about yourself. But there's some others, you grew up hearing you're stupid. And you believed it. You're no good. And you believed it. You're pathetic. I wish you were never born. I wish you were more like your sister. And you heard it so often that you started thinking, you know what? Maybe I am not so good. Maybe I am a nobody. And on and on and on it goes. And if you're like me, when someone says something good, it, I mean, it builds me up. It encourages me. But when someone cuts me down, man, I feel like I'm the biggest loser in the planet. And so we base our worth sometimes on what we hear people say about us. But number two, we believe the lies about our world is based on our past experiences. For example, you may have grown up in a challenging family, maybe a dysfunctional family, and you think, you know what, I'll never amount to anything. You know, our family was poor, we didn't have a lot. And so this is my destiny. This is how it's going to be. And you believe it. Or maybe you weren't great in school, and so you just believe, you know, I'm just average. I made average grades. I'm mediocre. So I'm going to have an average life based on my past. You know, when I was in school, um, you know, at recess, we played dodgeball or we played, you know, kickball. And they always picked the two most popular kids to be the captain. Y'all can relate to this, right? You got the two popular kids, and, and, and they line everybody up. All right? And this happened to me all the time, all right? because you know, I'm on the line, 
you know, you know, he's like, hey, pick me, pick me, you know, and, and your, the captain who you thought was one of your good friends ignored you, you know, and they're kind of looking around and see, oh, me, you know, come on, we're friends, you know, you, we hang out all the time, and they, he doesn't call you, it's okay, well, I get it, he wants to get me maybe the third pick, you know, and it goes down to the last pick, it's me and a girl, and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm not trying to be sexist, but come on, as a second grader, I mean, this is like, oh, man, you know, and say, please, you know, pick me. And, and then they pick the other person. And it's like, oh, man, I'm no good. Past experience. And maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've been one of those that got last pick. And, and, and you, you felt like from here on forth, you're never going to be good enough. Maybe you had the dream of a great marriage. And as much as you wanted a happy and a great marriage, one day you ended up in divorce. And now you feel like you go through life with this big, giant D on your forehead. And everyone's looking at you. And you think, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I couldn't hold my own marriage together. I'm not that good of a Christian. I've been divorced. I mean, that proves that I'm just not good enough. And we believe in the experiences. One of the greatest tragedies today is that the hundreds and thousands of people that are molested, or that grew up molested by very sick-minded people. And, and one of the tragedies is not only just the physical pain that came from that, but the emotional pain and the emotional scars that are left behind. And what's sad is that the innocent victims often believe that they did something wrong, that it was their fault, that, they, that, that it was their fault that they put themselves in a place that that it shouldn't have happened. They think, man, if, if I hadn't done something, this wouldn't have happened to me. And they believe in the past, based on, based on past experiences, they believe these lies about them, and they live as if it's true. And here's what we need to remember. You are not, you are not who others say you are. And you are not the sum total of your experience in life. You are who God says you are. And, and we, need, we, but we need to settle this in our mind once and for all. You need to settle this down. You are not the opinions of others. You are not what happened to you in the past. You are who God says you are. And whenever that lie comes up, those lies start to play in your mind. Those lies that says you're not good enough, you're, you're not talented enough, you're a nobody. What you must do is replace those lies with the truth. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse number 5, it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension, lies. We demolish every lie that set itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, here's the bottom line. For those who are Christ followers, when you come to Christ, the Bible says that your old nature dies, and you become a new creation in Christ. You have a new heart. You have a new spirit. 
and you, you become a new person. But just because you're spiritually new, it doesn't mean that those old memories are automatically erased. They don't go away. We're often haunted by those old lies, by those old thoughts. And that's why the Bible says that we need to capture those lies and make them obedient to Christ and replace them with the truth of God's word and what God says about us. And when we believe what he says about us, we can do what he called us to do. So here's the question today, and here's why I want to spend the rest of our time this morning. It's how does God see you? How does our Heavenly Father see you? Not what others say about you. Not what you think about the past. But what does God see about you? And I want to talk about three life-changing truths. And I believe that if we can just get a hold of this and capture these truths in our minds, that we can start living out the life that God wants you to have and God wants you to be. Powerful number two, number one. I want you to see the power. God says that you are called by Christ. You are called by Christ. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. The Bible says, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God, Christ himself, the savior of the world, the creator of the universe, is calling you. He's calling you. You are so incredibly special that Jesus has you on his mind. You're on his mind. You are worthy of his love. His heart beat for you. He cares for you. He came for you. He died on the cross for you. He buried and rose again for you. Why? Because he's calling you and he loves you. He's calling you. Uh, here's the question. Don't have to raise your hand, but when you think about this. How many of you right now, you're tired? You're worn out. Right? How, how many of you moms, you can relate to that? I am worn out. And I sometimes feel overwhelmed. You're tired. How many of you dads, you're tired? How many of you men and ladies, you're tired? You're worn out. You got so much going on. Well, guess what? Jesus is calling you. He said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's calling you. Those of you that are searching, you're searching, you're searching, you know, you're thinking, man, there's got to be more to life. I'm thirsty for something more in this life. And Jesus is calling you. He said, I am the living water. I am the living water. Taste what I am offering, and you'll never thirst again. Are you hungry for something different? Jesus calling you. He said, I am the bread of life. You're lost. You're wandering through life. You can't find your way. And Jesus says, and he's calling you, I am the way. You're believing 
the lies about yourself. And Jesus said, I am the truth. You feel like you're dead on the inside. And Jesus said, I am the life. I am calling you. He is the one right now who is calling you. Your spiritual cell phone is ringing. And it's Jesus calling you. He wants you. It's a call from Jesus saying, I love you. I value you. I treasure you. Follow me. Who are you in God's eyes? First Peter chapter 2, verse number 9. Look what it says. It says, you are a chosen people. Chosen. You are a royal priest. A holy nation. God's very own prized possession. He said, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. You're not good enough? No, 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 no. You don't understand. Jesus is calling you. God says that you are called by Christ. No matter what people say about you, no matter what has happened in your past, Jesus is calling and he wants to be in your life. He wants to be a part of who you are. He is knocking on the door of your heart. Last night, as I was going over my message, I got a little nostalgic as I started thinking about one of the greatest highlights of my life. One of the greatest highlights of my life was in the year 2000. My wife and I were just started a date, and we, wanna, we went to Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, with our, with our church group, and we attended the Billy Graham Crusade. In fact, it was one of the last few crusades that Billy Graham had done. And I have never been. And I remember sitting in a closed caption section. They actually had a closed caption section for hearing impaired people like me. And so we're in the Tennessee Titans football stadium and it's full of people. Full of people. They had Stephen Curtis Chapman, and, uh, and he was one of the, the lead singers for that day. And, and, and I remember the song that he did, Dive. And I think this is what happened to me last night because I was listening to his newest album, and he actually played that song, Dive. And it took me back to that little, to that Nashville, Tennessee, on that warm summer night in June at the Billy Graham Crusade. Stephen Curtis Chapman heard some other great singing, singers, and then I heard the message from that deep voice, Billy Graham. And I heard the salvation message being delivered so crystal clear. And what was crazy is I never been, I didn't know what to expect, but I saw a football field that was empty. You saw the, the stage on the one end, and the entire football field was, was empty. Everyone sitting in the, in the seats. And at the end of Billy Graham's message, George Beverly Shea, famous singer that sung with Billy Graham for over 60 years, he got up in the pulpit and started singing the invitation song, Just As I Am. And I heard that song so many times in my life on an invitation song, but it never hit me like that day, at that night. As he started seeing just as I am and the invitation for people to come forward to receive Christ, and people started flooding 
started flooding the football field. Thousands of people, just as they are, coming to Christ, following the call of Jesus, because Jesus wanted to be in their life. It didn't matter what they've done. It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter if the lies were true or not. They just believed that no matter what, Jesus said, just as I am, you come. Just as you are, you come. You don't have to measure up to Jesus. You don't have to clean things up for Jesus. You can come to him straight as you are. And there may be some of you here this morning. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you're wondering, you know, can I even measure up to the Savior of the world? Can I even measure up? My past is pretty bad. My past is pretty weak. You know, I'm just not a good enough person. But Jesus, while we were sinners, while we were messing things up, while we were blowing it, the Bible says, while we were sinners, Christ died for you. He's calling you. There's not a person in the world that Jesus did not call him. There's not a person in the world that Jesus said, oh, man, I don't want that person on my team. No, 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 no. He is calling you just as you are. Just as you are. Without one plea, you come. Jesus is calling you. And I'll never forget what a powerful moment on that Tennessee night. I just a thousand of people, just as they are, answering the call to Jesus Christ. And perhaps there be, perhaps maybe someone here this morning. That's your next step. It's to answer the call to Jesus in your life. He's calling you today. He's waiting for you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be your Lord and Savior. Number two, how does God see you? Number two, God says that we are capable, that you are capable through Christ. I read this verse last week, but I want to read it again. There's so much power in this verse. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through Christ who give me strength. Everything through Christ who give me strength. You are capable through Christ. You are capable. Romans chapter 8, verse number 37. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Conquerors. And one of the greatest goals of your spiritual enemy, your spiritual enemy, the devil, he wants to talk you out of all that God has for you. The devil is constantly reminding you and me that we're not good enough, that, the best, that your best is not going to make it, that you're going to be mediocre, that you're going to be average, you don't have what it takes, you're just simply not good enough. And he will constantly remind you of those lies. But we are capable through Christ, capable. And I just want to be transparent for you this morning. And I was very close to never making it in the ministry. Very close to never making it to the ministry. I was told by others that I was not good enough. That, you know, the fact that I was hearing impaired and 80% deaf and how am I going to hear people with, with their issues and, and how am I going to counsel with people and how, how, how people are going to understand me. And, and, and people that meant well, 
would say, you know, very nicely, you know, Scott, you're just not called. We're not sure that you're called to ministry. We're not sure that you'll do it. And when I heard that, I thought, yeah, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I can't do it. And I've heard those lies over and over and over again. Almost never took those steps to serve God and serve him in ministry. But you know what? Those people that said that I was not good enough, they were partially right. They're partially right. Oh, yeah. Because there's not anything in me that's good enough. But through Christ, I can do anything. They have never seen me do anything through Christ. I'm so far not good enough for the church that I'll make your head spin. It's not even funny. But through Christ, I can do whatever he wants me to do. I'm capable through Christ. It's amazing what he can do. What he can do, not what I can do. But through Christ, I have the strength. Now, so many people, they're trying to get things done on their own strength, and they're not getting it done. You're not getting it done through Christ. You're trying to do it on your own. And here's what I'm saying to you this morning. You can't do it on your own. You just can't. Christ, through you, can give you a marriage like you've never imagined. When you learn to die to yourself and you serve each other like Christ served the church, some of you are trying to get out of debt. You know, you're financially messed up. And you're thinking, you know, I got to get more. We got to make more. I got to have more. And God says that when you give more, you actually have more. You can do it his way. You can get out of debt. Christ, through you. Mom, you know, you feel overwhelmed. You say, man, I, I, I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with, the, with the, the things that I have to do. And I feel swamped. I feel like I can't make it. But through Christ, mom, you can do it. Dad, men, ladies, all of us, whatever you're going through, you can do it through Christ who can give you the strength. Some of you have someone that you know that you loved and he or she doesn't know Jesus Christ as your Savior. And you would give anything to see them come to Christ. You would do anything. And you've tried and you've tried and you've tried. You've invited them to church. You've invited them for special services. You've talked to them. And everything you've done has failed. And you're thinking sometimes, man, I'm just going to quit. It's not working. It's not going to work. I don't have the ability not going to work, but listen to me, listen to me, through Christ, through Christ, don't give up, through Christ, God can use you, he can give you the words to say, he can give you the wisdom, the timing, the discernment, Christ, through you, can do everything that God wants done, so I have to tell myself all the time, I have to do this. You know, I, I'll go home after church on Sunday morning, and that's when the lies start coming in. Okay, Scott Blanchard. All right, you did an okay job today in church. I don't know. You know, you kind of told that story about 15 times already. That joke is getting old. You've already told that joke 100 times. Scott, you're just 
you're just not good enough. You're just not good enough. But I have to remind myself that I'm called by Christ. I am capable through Christ. And so are you. Whatever he calls you to do it, he will equip you to do it. You're not that good on your own, but through Christ, you can do everything he calls you to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. Such confidence. You know, we can have confidence this morning. Moms, dads, men, ladies, teenagers, you can have confidence. I'm not talking about self-confidence. That, hey, look at me, look at me, look how confident I am. But look at such confidence we have through Christ before God. It's through Christ. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. The confidence that we have is through Christ before God. You are capable, you are called, and number three, never ever forget, you are complete in Christ. You are complete in Christ. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. For in Christ lived all the fullness of God in a human body. You are also, so you are, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. You are complete in Christ. How many of you have ever seen the movie? Jerry McGuire. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Maybe you recognize some of the famous lines from the movie. Show me the money. Remember that? Okay, show me the money. Uh, he's hopping on the phone, talking to his football player. You know, that he's, the, he's the special agent, Jerry McGuire. Show me the money. All right, that's a very popular line. All right? Or oh, another popular line, and a very popular part of the movie. Some of you ladies might help me out with this, Okay. You know, and so you got Jerry Maguire, and he's separated from his wife named Dorothy. And they had an ugly fight. In fact, they separated to opposite side of the country. And Jerry Maguire had a wake-up call. He said, you know what? I need her. And so he comes flying back home. He barges into the house unannounced to, to, you know, to reason with her, to talk to her. Well, when he walk in, if you remember the scene in this movie, he walked in and the lady, the ladies were having a, you know, the wife, or the wife was having a ladies get together. There were about five or six ladies, and they were all bashing Jerry. I mean, Jerry was no good. He was a terrible person. And, and that's when Jerry walked in. And Dorothy, she stands up and says, what are you doing here? Okay, and, 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 it, and it's a very emotional scene. You know, some of you ladies probably know what I'm talking about here. Some of you men might too, okay? All right? I'm not letting some of you men off the hook, all right? But you see it, and it's Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise, okay? Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire, and he said, you know, honey, I need you. You complete me. Remember that? Okay, yeah. You complete me. And, and. And, and all the ladies, they started crying. You got Dorothy over here, who just said, stop, stop, stop. You had me at, there you go, there you go, thank you. You had me at hello. All right, and so Tom Cruise, 
Good line, man. Good line. You complete me. Bad application. Terrible application. Why? People don't complete you. Things, money, they don't complete you. Well, I got to have this to be happy. I got to have more to be fulfilled. I got to have more money. I got to have a bank account. I got to have a nicer home, nicer car. I got to have the boat. I got to have that vacation. I got to have everything paid off before I can be happy. No, money, things, people, they don't complete you. Christ does. What are you missing? Find it in Christ. You need peace. You need peace in your life. In Christ, you find a peace that the world doesn't even know anything about. You need assurance in Christ. He is your assurance. Strength in Christ. His strength is made perfect in your weakness. Comfort in Christ. We have comfort like a mother comfort her child in Christ. We are complete. By the way, the word complete, when it's used in the New Testament, it comes from this idea from the Greek word of a ship that is fully manned and fully equipped and fully ready to go to its next destination. You see, think of your life like that. Your life is the ship, and Jesus is the captain of your ship. He'll make the wind blow. He'll make the sail go wherever he wants it to go. And everything that you need to get to where you need to be, you've been fully equipped because you are complete in Christ. You are complete. We need to capture those lies, those thoughts. We need to turn it and make them obedient to Christ. We need to replace the lies with truth. Remember who God says you are. God says you are called by God. You are called by Christ. God said that you are capable through Christ. And God said that you are complete in Christ. Stop living the lies and start seeing how God sees you. Our Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you today. We thank you that we can live a life with confidence in you. You have called us. And you're still calling us to live a life that you want us to live. Perhaps, God, there's someone, someone here this morning. They've never stepped out in faith. They've never stepped out into the truth of your word, that you are calling them. There's some of, there may be someone here that said, man, I'm not good enough for Jesus. I'm a total failure. God, I pray that today they will see that just as they are, they can come to you and to know you. And those who are believers, God is still calling us to live the life. God, I pray that we never allow the lie to stop us from doing what you want us to do. Because we are called, capable. Through Christ, we can do everything you want us to do. And God, number three, we're complete. We find our satisfaction and fulfillment in you. And you are the captain of our ship. And that alone is all we need. So God, I pray today, we stop living the lie. Stop believing in the lie. And start living out the truth. And you and I pray. Amen.